Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go, so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Welcome to the Kaiju Cast, True Believers, the only podcast that I'm aware of that's 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me here at the audio console this evening is another local friend of mine and a big-time Godzilla fan, Cindy Okamoto. Say hi real quick, Cindy. Hey, Kyle. We'll be speaking with Cindy when we come back from our very first musical interlude, but we'll also have some of those golden news nuggets from my friends out there in the interwebs about Kaiju happenings. Uh, And here's something that I never really thought of, but I'm definitely going to suggest to those of you who write me, if you so desire. I have a song request from Regan. He asked me to play the title from Godzilla vs. King Ghidra, and so that is exactly how we're going to kick things off.
Ah, it warms the heart to hear the tributes to Godzilla. For those interested, we started that music block with the main title to Godzilla vs. King Ghidra, then went from the 90s to the 50s with Rodan Attacks Fukuoka from, you know, Rodan. And I followed that up with Ferocious Life Form from Godzilla x Megaguirus. And the last tune was actually from a band called Man or Astro Man, and it's uh, called King of the Monsters. Now we're going to turn our attention to my special guest here at the console tonight. I met Cindy shortly after I moved to Portland. There was a comic shop on the hippest shopping street in town, Northwest 23rd, and it was called Planet X. So naturally I gravitated towards the shop, and uh, depending on your point of view, it did or didn't help that I lived just around the corner. Uh, Well, there were always two people working there. Grace was one, and Cindy was the other. Cindy and I spent time talking about Godzilla back in the day, and for a while, that's where I bought all of my G-Fan magazines, and actually a majority of my Godzilla comics came from Planet X, too. So, uh, Cindy, tell me a little bit about uh, good old Planet X. I, of course, have always loved the name, and I've always really kind of wanted to hear how the shop got started. Well... The shop actually was started by Grace when she moved to Portland from San Francisco. She actually had another store there in the Castro District. And at the time, she was living with Art Adams, the artist. And as a way to get him up here, um, Mike Richardson at Dark Horse offered to help her put together a new business because she was going to have to sell her San Francisco shop to make the move. And she came up. They found a place they not too far from the store. She found the great location on 23rd. And when I got let go from another comic job in San Francisco, I happened to call her, see how her shop was progressing, and I asked her if she wanted some pre-trained help. And she started yelling at Art, get on the phone, get on the phone, Cindy wants to move to Portland. Nice. So that's how I ended up here. Now actually, Planet X was kind of the second name they came up with for the store. Art actually wanted to call it Useless Crap You Still Gotta Have. And Grace thought that was funny, but she didn't think it would look that good on a sign. And people would look at it, laugh, but possibly wouldn't come in to see what was there. You'd need a big sign for that, too. That, and we'd need really big business cards. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure when the Things from Another World swooped in and, and did their whole their, their thing where they... I don't know if they bought everybody out or if they how they did that. But, I mean, since Mike Richardson seemed to be involved with it, I would imagine there would have had to have been some sort of pull there. But I always thought it was cool that you guys were able to keep Planet X in the name itself. So it was, for those that don't know, it was things from Planet X instead of things from another world. So um, how did that happen? Well, that was back, actually, it was, I think the company was still Pegasus at the time. They were just moving into the things from another world name because they had three stores, I think, called Pegasus. Um two that were things from another world they wanted them all to have one name and they thought things from another world was better than pegasus grace was going to merge with the chain and they thought okay we got to get planet x in there we want things from in there somehow so things from planet x is what it turned into i always thought like you guys were like renegades and you like (laughs) threw something down we're not changing the name man well i'm pretty (laughs) sure grace probably told them that she needed the planet x part still in there somewhere yeah, well, the Planet X, I mean, that's, like I said, that was a huge draw for me. Aside from it being the the comic book shop on 23rd and where I lived. But, you know, that's, I'm so glad that that stayed for a little while at least. How long did it stay open? We were five years, and then the lease expired at the end of five years. And now, you know, if you go by there, the entire building is kitchen caboodle. Blasted yeah. kitchen caboodle. Yeah. I, I was very, very sad the first time I drove by and saw that they had eaten up the space that was the shop. I was like, no! So then, where did you go after Planet X? Well, after the store closed, they moved me, actually, to the office in Milwaukee, and I've been there ever since. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your history with Godzilla. Like, what was it about, you know, the big G that, that made him appealing to you? Well, I started watching Japanese films as a kid in Hawaii, where, in addition to American films, you know, there were a couple theaters that just showed Japanese films. Some of them were subtitled, a lot of them weren't, and my parents were fans of the historical and horror stuff. So when they thought I could handle it, when I was about 
nine and I could keep up with the subtitles, they would take me along with them versus sticking me at my grandmother's house. So did you see any of the yokai films? Yeah. Back then? Mm Mm-hmm. I love those, by the way. The Dae ones are like, they have a special place. Unfortunately, they all start with Y. So they're (laughs) at the very end of my DVD collection, but that doesn't make them any less significant. They're awesome. I think maybe like, for my Halloween show, I might try and have like a whole bunch of music and stuff from those movies. That would be cool. That would be cool. Have you seen the remake of Yokai Daisenso? No. The one from uh, Miike? No, I haven't. I will let you borrow it. It's pretty good. Okay. I, th- I have all three versions. I have the American <laughs> version, the Hong Kong version, and the Japanese version. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember my parents said, you know, I could go if, uh, two things, I could keep up with the subtitles and it wouldn't give me nightmares. Did it give you nightmares? Not really. <laughs> They're not that scary. I mean, the the yokai aren't really that scary. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just scary when you know you're a kid, you have your room at night, and your parents, you know, they check on you to see if everything's okay. But of course, your dad tries to open the door very quietly, and the door squeaks. <laughs> and and he knows this, and so he's you think, okay, is my dad intentionally trying to scare me and freak me out, or is it just the door? Uh, at least you didn't have anybody licking your cheek in the middle of the night. <laughs> No, we didn't have any pets, no dogs in the house to try that, so no. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Sane, I was at Sane's house last weekend, and uh, Sane told me that you really dig Mothra. Is is Mothra your favorite monster? Um, It's it's kind of a toss-up. It's Mothra, um, Ghidra, and Bialante, even though she's only been in one film. Still a super cool monster. Yeah. Um, so my last guest, Jeff Dean from the Horror Holocaust, he is just infatuated with Mothra. Um, I and it's not that I think Mothra is uncool, uh, but I mean I don't know what the draw is. What's the draw for Mothra? I don't know. Well, Mothra is different. Most of the other monsters sometimes they're cast as the good guy. Sometimes they're cast as the bad guy, and Godzilla is the the quote hero of the piece. Mothra is always the hero. Mothra is never the villain. No. So, the, so as a kid, you know, oh Mothra is cool because Mothra's always a good guy. Okay, now of course. The Mothra toys are very cool, so... Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Well, what about the first Mothra film? Like, do you do you see Mothra portrayed as the villain in the first Mothra film, or is she still, even in the larva form, do you still feel that Mothra is the, the hero? Uh, the hero and misunderstood. Misunderstood <laughs> monster! That. Yeah, that's it. Misunderstood monster. Misunderstood monsters are the best. Okay, so, um, aside from Mothra and Biolante and Ghidra... Not, and I don't know if those are your favorite movies, but uh, if you could pick one one monster movie, one giant monster movie to to show like in a film festival to people who haven't seen Godzilla movies too much, or you know maybe maybe only a few, one movie out of the entire lineup, not necessarily just Godzilla, but Godzilla, Gamera, Mothra, Demijin, mm-hmm. anything like that, what would be the movie that you think people might enjoy the most? Destroy All Monsters. Destroy All Monsters. Fantastic choice. I showed that at the uh, film festival when I, ah, when I okay. did that at the Hollywood Theater. I mean, it's like a no-brainer. It's got everybody. It's got action. It's funny. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, uh, for, for me, it's got everything that a Godzilla movie, sci- you know, science fiction monsters yeah. and, you know, everything that a Godzilla movie should have is in that movie. And you can show it to kids. No, oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, no parent is going to complain, oh, my kid can't see that, it's too violent. <laughs> I don't really think any of the Godzilla movies pre-85, yeah. 84, are yeah. like that. Maybe a little bit uh, towards the end, I think there was some blood involved Ooh. with Angulus, but um, so is So, aside from that, what's your favorite Godzilla movie? Favorite? I know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to say, because I, I don't actually have... One favorite. I have yeah. three favorites. Okay. Yeah, I have a favorite from the Showa series, a favorite <laughs> from the Heisei series, and a favorite from the Millennium series. Uh-huh. Star Monsters, uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidra. Mecha King Ghidra is very cool. Um, Rebirth of Mothra. Oh, that's right. Because you like the Mothra. Yes. Is that the one with Grand King Ghidra? I think Rebirth is the one that involves the aquatic Mothra. The thing I don't like about that movie is the little go-go that pees on everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. Seriously. Yeah, that okay, we could have done without that. <laughs> I know I it, know it's, the it's, Japanese have their ways. It's it's the cute comic relief 
cute little thing, you know. Yeah, that you know what that actually that trilogy, uh, I thought was really cool because, Death Ghidra was, basically like Ghidra obviously but, different and I thought Death of Ghidra was the coolest looking, Ghidra like monster I'd yeah. ever seen, and then in, the second one Rebirth, Dagarla, is that how you say yeah. his name? Mm-hmm. Dagarla is uh, still looks very Ghidra like in the face, right? You know, kind of like. Ghidra and an aquatic dog kind of thing and then of course in the third one they did have Ghidra so that's I thought it was really cool that they sort of tied in a, a Ghidra-esque monster into all three of the movies and yes when Mothra went underwater and yeah. turned into that that's one of my the toy that I have on my yeah. shelf I thought I've always thought that was really cool that's why I bought that set is to have that and Degarla. I don't even know where the little <laughs> Garu Garu and the little Gogo went they're somewhere um, okay, so out of all the all the movies out there that you have seen uh, involving giant monsters, what is your least favorite? I was not that big a fan of Final Wars. I will agree with you. I didn't think it had enough monster in it. Uh, had too much uh, humans doing Matrix-esque uh, combat sequences. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> That was bizarre. For a Godzilla film, it's like, okay, how long is it going to take till we get into the film, till we get to the monster part? Yeah. They have that nice little taste up at front, at the yep. front of the movie, and then it all went away. Can we away. just fast forward to the monsters, please? Yeah. Um, now, I have never actually sat through the American one. Oh, the... I've seen bits of it, the Matthew Broderick one. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Very good. I've seen enough clips of the monster to go, that's not Godzilla, I don't need to see it. I was just telling Sane that, and uh, I was just saying that the worst travesty about that movie was when some pictures came out beforehand, before the movie came out, of like some kind of licensing item. And TriStar and uh, Centropolis were like, that's not what the monster looks like. That's We just leaked that out so we could try and find the holes in the net kind of thing. And then... It was a total lie. That is exactly what the monster looked like. Right. And I was so angry when I saw it on screen. I was like, man. Yeah. All right. So um, obviously you've been working in the comic industry since I've known you. And I'm not sure how closely things for... I mean, I know Things for Another World is owned by Dark Horse. Um, but I don't know how much interaction you have with like the actual talent behind the comics uh but i'm assuming you have some cool stories maybe about something in the godzilla comic from dark horse or hey, um well here's a planet x story do you ever watch a news radio tv show yes you know who andy dick is yes i was in the store uh this guy comes in and he he comes in like a whirlwind okay he rushes in oh my god everything is so cool He's like a 10-year-old with an unlimited allowance all of a sudden. I have no idea who this guy is, okay? (laughs) Howard has to tell me, that's Andy Dick from News Radio. And then this woman comes in, and she's um, his agent, his assistant. She looks absolutely wiped out. She comes to the counter and looks at me and says, you take credit cards, don't you? I'm like, yes, we do. (laughs) She's like, oh, good. Can I just wait here? (laughs) I said, yeah, no problem. He's running around the store grabbing action figures, books, all the stuff, and he's making piles of stuff on the counter. And she's just staring at the stuff, watching the piles get bigger and bigger. And I said, you know, let me go find a couple boxes so you can carry this all out of here. <laughs> he bought, like, about three boxes full of toys. Because wow. I understood that when he was on news radio, a lot of the stuff that's on the set dressing around him, around his character, is his own stuff. Okay. So he was allowed to bring stuff to the set that he liked. <laughs> And then so, take it home afterwards. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's like I'm loaning it to the prop department. So nice. who knows? Some of that stuff could have shown up on news radio. Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say I never thought there would be an Andy Dick uh, story on the Kaiju cast. But there you go. That's yeah. cool. My big Godzilla story. Um, you know, I own the cover to Godzilla 1. Arthur Adams did it. And when he told me he was going to sell it, I said, well, you know, let me know if you're going to sell it. I want first dibs on it. Finally, he says, okay, I want to sell it. And I said, he brought it in. I said, well, how much do you want for it? And he quoted me a price. And, of course, this is when he and Grace were still together. She came over him, poked him in the arm, and said, give her a better deal. <laughs> He's like, okay. Uh, the price went down. She poked him again. Make it lower. Well, he kept naming prices, and then she kept poking him in the arm. Until finally, she said, okay, and walked off. And I looked at him, and I said, is that okay? Are we good with this? He's like, it's okay. i got to live with her. 
I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he goes, you want me to sign it? I said, sure. He said, sign it to you? I said, sure. I'm not going to sell it. Yeah, so now it's hanging on my wall, and it says, to my beloved Cindy, XOXOXO, Art Adams. Nice. And so people come <laughs> over and look at it and go, I didn't know you used to date Art Adams. I'm like, no, I never dated Art Adams. I have to tell them the story to explain why it's like that. That's funny that's in, uh, that uh, Grace had that kind of clout. Yeah. <laughs> I'll poke him in the arm. Yeah, it's make, make it, it lower. lower. <laughs> make it lower. Make it lower. That's good. All right, well, we're going to take a musical interlude here and play some songs, starting with an odd duck of sorts. This is the a cappella version of the Prayer of the Mu Empire from Atragon.
relentless force of destruction has been awakened. 30 years ago, they never found any corpse. Space age weapons are useless. Escape is impossible. Godzilla, 1985, starring Raymond Burr. Godzilla will live. The legend is reborn in the all-new Godzilla, 1985, rated PG. United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. All right. Once again, dearest listeners, I invite you to join me on my ransack reporting. If you're joining us for the first time ever, you should know that I don't actually do the work on any of these stories. They all come from my friends' websites and blogs. So keep in mind that if you want to be better informed than I am, just check out the sites that I post in the show notes after uh, I upload this. Our first yoink comes from August Ragoni's blog. Uh, August is telling us that the Daimijin series that has been talked about for a long, 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 long time is uh, sort of underway. It's called Daimijin Canon, and it will be a contemporary instead of the feudal period setting of the future films. It will be aimed squarely at adult viewers, and it's uh, most likely going to be guaranteeing a late-night broadcast. I don't really understand it, but I look forward to seeing it when it comes out, whatever happens with that. Um, also, on May 22nd, Toho Video released a deluxe special edition DVD of their 1977 uh, co-production with Subaraya and Rankin-Bass which was done for ABC, called uh, The Last Dinosaur. Um, it originally, the it was the first in a proposed five-picture deal, which includes the Bermuda Depths, the Ivory Ape, the Bushido Blade, and, of course, uh, Rankin-Bass had previously produced King Kong Escapes. So if you're a fan of that movie, of, I don't know, I've never actually seen it, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and then... Another story that I have here, which I kind of neglected to mention a couple of months ago, was that there's a website called Crackle.com, and they sent me an email and some other websites an email about having Godzilla movies on their website. And I just kind of saw the email and said, okay, another website that shows movies, that's great, no big deal. Um, Well, I recently went back to check it out, and they had at least 10 Godzilla films on there, plus the original Mothra. And uh, funny thing, I don't actually have the original Mothra film in the English dubbed format. I just have it subtitled. But Crackle has it. Crackle has it, and you can watch it on their website. So if you uh, have one of those jobs where you have to sit for hours on end with a computer in your face, go take some time and reacquaint yourself with some of these classics. Um, and seriously, it is free. You don't have to sign up for an account either. You just can watch the full versions of Final Wars, Space Godzilla, Tokyo SOS, Godzilla Mothra, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, Destroya, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Ghidra, Godzilla Mothra King Ghidra. There's a ton of them. Uh, they also have the TriStar Godzilla too. But um, I'm telling you right now, don't don't watch that, please. Um, and they've also got uh, a couple of episodes of Godzilla the series, which I do suggest because that was actually kind of cool. And my friend Keith worked on it. Um, <clears throat> next up, I've got a G Fest update. They have added the contests to the website and they seem to be the standard fare for G-Fest. Um, I'm, I'm still going and I'm looking forward to checking them out because I haven't seen anything like this for 10 years. They're going to have the amateur video contest, the music video contest, the costume contest, a model contest, and a trivia contest. And it also looks like they've put together a video game tournament. So I'd imagine at this point the guests are locked in. There won't be any more additions to that. Um, just if anybody needs a refresher, it's going to be uh, veteran actor Kenji Sahara and also M11 uh, actor Robert Scott Field. And I'm looking forward to getting to meet them. And I'm also, 
of course, looking forward to interviewing fans out there. So if you see me, make sure you say hi. I'm going to have my little digital audio recorder with me and a microphone pretty much the entire time I'm there. Finally, I uh, would also ask that if anybody went to the Raymond Burr Film Festival in Santa Rosa uh, on the weekend of May 15th, I'd love to know how the King of the Monsters showing went. So write in and tell me if it went over well, if the movie was good on the big screen or lame, just let me know. Okay, I think I've uh, swiped enough material for this month, but don't forget to check those sites regularly if you don't already. Again, I'll have the links to specific articles in my show notes, but you can always get to them through my suggested viewing sidebar on the website. No more news means it's time to close the show out, though. So I'm going to raise Cindy's microphone back up again and say thank you so much for joining me tonight on the Kaiju Cast. Thanks for having me. And it was cool, of course, having you guys here and showing you all my stuff and hearing stories. That's always, always good stuff. Yeah, I loved seeing the collection. It's pretty incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I actually have always wondered, like, who has the best collection in Portland. But I'm not going to get into a big competition with anybody. That'd be silly. Well, probably right now you do. See, Cindy's my favorite guest now. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Martin. Sorry, Jody. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that about does it. I'm going to just say, of course, the same thing I say every time. If you found the podcast through iTunes or through some other podcast directory and you want to check out the blog, make sure you visit the website, kaijucast.com. If you'd like to make suggestions or uh, just share some praise for the show, I'd love to hear from you. Send an email to controller at kaijucast.com and I will make sure to write you back. I'm going to leave you with one final slice of musical awesomeness. This block is going to start out with a Planet X song. It's called Planet X. It's from the Dance Godzilla CD. Be welcome. Okay, Glenn. Calling Space Authority. World Space Authority. This is Spaceship E1. Spaceship E1 calling World Space Control, over. Please check coordinates. X 2.4. Y 3.30. Z 0.02. Speed 1,000 kilometers per second. X is very dark. We cannot observe it with telescopes. The new planet was discovered by Central Observatory while they were tracing strange radio waves. Gentlemen, I can now announce to you that Planet X has been causing our recent magnetic disturbances. Doctor, life on planet X. We can't tell yet. It's possible.